is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. All oh, right. <laughs> off, off with the segment. I'm playing. Yeah, right. off with your head, Stanley. We're back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm in studio with Stanley, who's on the PC, Once and Tube, and YouTube, and Title, because he played the, the new Prince album. So shout out to Stanley. But, guys, as I mentioned in earlier on the show, it is time for the Dreamer and Doer series. And, again, the Dreamer and Doer series is a original monthly series that we have here on Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we talk to a young, inspirational millennial who is doing phenomenal things, not only in their own life, but it's affecting and bettering the lives of other people around them. And I'm very happy to give a formal introduction to Kevin St. Pierre. I know I was going to try to say it in Creole, but I forgot. <laughs> Yay, Saint Pierre. Kevin Saint Pierre. Saint Pierre. I'm excited. You should be excited. I'm excited. You should be. So he's been hanging out with us for the last um, about 39 minutes. And let me just give you a formal introduction because he's a mental health counselor. He works at a child wealth care agency in the Bronx, but he's also written, produced, and starred in socially conscious short films that address systemic issues like homelessness. And he's an actor who starred in a movie called Remember to Love, which is about a suffering mother in pursuit of social change that leads to protests after the tragic death of real life Eric Gardner. So, like, you're doing amazing things like to use your creative talent in this way and to create films like the black bag which we're going to talk about because i had the chance to watch the whole thing and it was just amazing it was amazing so um let's let's start there right so let's go let's go let's go you start you created the black bag um so I'm reading, you know, from what you sent me, you said it's the first of the cellular series, mm-hmm. which takes controversial issues and film from the first person perspective. So yep. the black bag, it's a, it's a movie about a boy, not a boy, but a young man named Amir who suffered from um, being in foster care. And then mm-hmm. he finds himself homeless. So mm-hmm. you wrote the play, yep. um, you directed it and you starred, you and played, I started. I pretty much everything. you played. So <laughs> yeah. you did everything. So everything. let's talk about it because I watched it. it was about a 15 minute film. And it's really, really impactful, especially the ending. I have a big mouth, so I'm not going to, like, give it away. Cause yeah. yeah, no, because you got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch them. it. I can't let you guys know the ending. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to say But I remember the ending just had it's me like, ho- Right, it touches your heart. But the thing, the, the thing creating that was, like, um, working in child welfare was an influence, pretty much. So I sat there, and I started to write a journal about, literally sat in my computer, and I wrote a journal about this guy named Amir, just taking a bunch of stories, taking what I've seen. And it's it came to be 40,000 words, literally a journal that could probably be a novel at some point. And I said, how can I start putting these stories out there? Because I have an artistic way of thinking. My way of thinking is very weird. I love art and I'm all about the art form. So when I started the story with Amir, I said, how can I show people how painful these kids in not just foster care, but child welfare in general, because child welfare consists of children that are placed in foster care, but what they like to do is prevent children to be in foster care. So it's called like prevention. So you're preventing children and then they get placed and then they're in foster care. And working with these kids and working with the mental health population, I've worked with autistic children, Down syndrome, pretty much all these mental health issues. My master's is psychology, so I'm like nuts myself. So basically I said, how can I show the pain that some of these families hide? They don't show this. So if you watch the film, it's showing you what what's inside of all of these people. It's showing you what's 
what what the pain is like for the trauma that they experience in their lives is pretty much showing what what they should be showing every day, but they don't let themselves experience it. So I came up with this black bag mm -hmm. and that film was pretty much amazing. I mean, no, it, no, it, it was amazing. And what you said just really resonated with me because like you said, it's a stigma, especially in, in families of color. We don't like to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And like, even me, like I'm someone who's like so private, but mental illness runs in my family. And like to have homeless people in my family, it really, really affects me. Mm -hmm. Like every time I see a homeless person, I'm looking to see if, if that's my relative. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's something that, because you created this film, it makes it more acceptable to talk about and to say, like, you know what, this exists. Like, you have, a, a, there's a lot of people who suffer from, like, drug addictions, mm -hmm. or you have family members yep. that suffer from drug addictions, but you also have family members that suffer from mental health yep. and from homelessness. A, a perfect example of that is Harlem, East Harlem, 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, is, is, is like a, a case study on mental health issues. And there was an, a story in, in the news the other day that just said they were putting more police officers over there to deal with it. And that's not how you deal with the problem of mental health issues. They're there for a reason. They have these issues for a reason. And until we stop criminalizing it and actually addressing these issues, mm -hmm. we're always going to have these problems. Yeah. First of all, police officers aren't fully trained to deal with mental health issues. And that's something I think that the NYPD is trying to promote right now to train the police officers. But... 125th and 3rd Ave, is it like a path mark? Over yeah. There? Okay, so I, my, where I work in child welfare is Harlem, Bronx, and Manhattan. So I'm very familiar with that area huh. over there. Homelessness, yeah. um, drug addiction. These are things that, that people just tend to hide. And you see it, but we don't address how it makes us feel seeing it. And how can we change it? So I love making people uncomfortable. So yes. the cell cellular series is about making you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I want you to cry when you watch mm -hmm. these films. I want you to sit there and hold your heart and just feel feel the depression of the character yes. Amir. I want to take you where a, a lot of people just fail to kind of let themselves be. So right. The cellular series, that's all. That's what it's about, making you uncomfortable. When you watch it, don't be around your, your girlfriend or boyfriend because mm -hmm. I know macho men have to stay macho. So trust right. me, don't be around them because you might, <laughs> you might cry a little bit. No, push -ups. It's, it's, so, you might cry. It's so true. And what Amir did in, this, in the movie that you created, um, The Black Bag, it humanizes this systemic issue of homelessness, right? Because when we think of homelessness, we think of people who are on crack, who made quote-unquote bad decisions in life and who place themselves there. And that's not the truth. So many homeless people are there because they have mental health and they just and they have they have a mental health issue and they and they get kicked out of these mental health facilities and they have nowhere else to go and they're not mentally capable of taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and, and the thing is, I've speak. I've spoken to homeless people, and I own a train that I've met who would look like they're dying and who smelled horrible. And they've told me, like, look, look, I have a son, I have a family, I'm somebody's mother. You know what I'm saying? I'm somebody's father. These are real people. And the thing is, me dealing with the situation in my own personal life has definitely changed my perspective on homelessness because I'm like, that's somebody's uncle. You know, that that's was somebody's child. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and again, you know, just to get back to the black bag, because I think you did such an excellent job at bringing this Thank issue. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm so happy that you use your experience working in child welfare to sort of um, into your creative lens. Mm, right. Because you, yeah. you're a creative. Right. So you create these series. I know you had a web series. I know you starred in a number of movies mm -hmm. and we got to talk about all of this. And you also have a stage play coming up. Mm. Um, but before we go there. 
Remember to Love is a movie that you acted in, yes. right? And it talks about, like, the tragic death of real-life Eric Gardner. And I wanted to know, like, why does it seem like you're so drawn to, like, these socially conscious films? You're either making them or you're in them. Like, how does that come about well, for you? Shout-out to um, Kristen Andrews directed that film. I just like, and he's very socially conscious also. And I think that's where, after graduating from, um, I graduated Sunio Westbury. Shout-out to oh, what year? people. 2008. Really? Yeah, yeah. How I, did I not see yeah, you? I played, for, I played for the ball team. Were you already in building four? Five. Five? I think I was in your building one year while you were Were in you in that so room? No, no. Okay. So let's get that clear. I let's bet. get that clear real fast. He said that. The basketball team kissed somebody. I wasn't there. Not the whole basketball team. I had nothing team, to do like, with this. That's I took like, no part of it. Not everybody whatsoever. in the basketball team. <laughs> whatsoever. I wasn't there. I played Those, freshman year They only. threw some great parties. <laughs> I'm oh, telling yeah. you. Especially oh, yeah. during finals week when I had to like... I used to hate them because I had like papers to do because I was an English major, which, believe it or not, is real work. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Okay. I was doing, yeah, right. You read some of my papers, you'd be what like, "What do you hmm? do with that?" Oh. But like, I was like, I was writing papers and they're partying, and I remember I'd finish a paper. I'm like, "Yo, Stan, what up?" <laughs> like, what up? <laughs> good parties. You, you knew what that meant. So graduate. Oh yeah. All right. So I saw you look at me. Selena looked like, "Are oh, you gonna finish your story?" <laughs> so graduating from. Um, Oh, Westbury. I went and got my master's at Toro College in psychology. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I kind of just thought, why did I get my master's for? Like, what what purpose was it? What am I going to do with this? But one thing that I was always interested in was people. That's what led me to get into psychology. I love people. When I see that's a very artistic way of thinking that I have is just everybody who walks in the street, they tell a story. Mm-hmm. And I like to see that story when I see people. You know, the... You can't lie in your eyes. I truly believe in that. You just can't. I can see right through you in your eyes. I could tell how you're feeling Uh-oh. at certain times. So it's. I was always look at me right now. That. I know. Right? I look at what eyes. am I thinking? Oh, come, are you <laughs> this is getting weird now. Let's stop. It is. It Let's is. look at Selena. It is. Yeah, because the way you just looked at me. <laughs> I don't know. Stanley Pause. is awkward. Pause. Okay, <laughs> awkward Stanley making him looking like awkward. Eyes. That was yeah. We just we just made eye contact. I need to go do some push ups and drink some Hennessy now. <laughs> but, so it just made me realize, you know, what can I do to have an impact? Life is more so about discovering who you are and having an impact. Don't just live life and go through the motions because it sounds good or because people are telling you what to do. So. With with acting, it gives you a voice. And what better way to kind of motivate people with besides, ha- I mean, having a voice is the best way to motivate people. If you have a voice, people are going to listen. If you don't put yourself in a position where you can have a voice, no one's going to listen to yeah. you. And I have a lot to say. I have a very artistic way of thinking. And I just want people to see that. Right. I just, and I want to hit their hearts because we're too concerned with not letting our feelings mm. show or not expressing ourselves. And that's what life is about. Yes. We're all geniuses. Find out what you're a genius in. Go and be see. passionate about it and do it and you'll love it. Yeah. Right. Um, you have a stage play coming up. It's called Usual Occurrences. Yes. What? So you wrote the play. I wrote the play. It's called Usual Occurrences. It's a three one-act play. It's um, three one-act plays. One is called The Interrogation. One's called Love or Love. And the other one, oh, gosh, I just almost forgot what the last one was called. Don't don't repair yes. Yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> and the third one. But So what it is is the three stories is one of them brings Amir back to life. This is going to be the huge, huge one. It's going to touch you because he's actually having a therapy session on stage. Hmm. And you're going to see the entire the entire realism of how these kids that have been in foster care or not even just foster care experience trauma. If you mm. watch, you're going to see the breakdown of it. Mm. Then the other one, it's about a relationship between um, a brother and a sister called Jimbo and Julie. 
<laughs> and their relationship is whether they try to decide whether their relationship is more important to keep strong or the relationship with them and their significant others. And the other one is about um, uh, two officers who kind of stigmatize, I guess, or stereotype a woman. And they say that she committed a crime in the area and we don't know if she necessarily did it or not. Mm. So they kind of typecasted her. That sounds good. So, so where can yeah. we see these plays? So the plays are going to be in November. I have, it, I have, one, I have a venue which is going to be at the Producers Club. We don't have a date yet. But we're rehearsing and we're auditioning. So people contact me on my Instagram at who is Kevin who underscore is <laughs> underscore Kevin. <laughs> I got an actor for you. <laughs> underscore underscore. So um, I'm going to be posting the auditions coming up for um, the weekend of October 2nd. Mm-hmm. And we're going to really um, tackle it. And I just have to audition and make it right before yeah. I put it out. I need to make it perfect. So I have a tentative date in November, but I won't say it because if it's not perfect, you can push it back. We gotta push it back. You gotta push it back. Get into it. <laughs> um, get the cut. Yeah. You also have a web series out that I had a chance to watch a few episodes. It reminds me of the breakdown, yes, but does it's it? yes, yes, but it's actually men and women sitting at this table. And like I saw Pesky in it, who also went to a West Virginia shout like out Pesky. To Pesky. I was like, shout out I to Pesky. You. And um, so with this web series that you created, um, you're talking to, you know, just other young people about different issues. How, what's that about? The web series is called Talking Sugar Honey Iced Tea. <laughs> I like that. You know what it means. <laughs> and it's basically literally we just take a bunch of controversial issues mm-hmm. and we're going to take we take a huge stance on them. Mm-hmm. We're going to say things that some people may not like. Mm-hmm. We're going to say things that some people may like. But the purpose is to give you an opinion because I don't want people to be too afraid of sharing their opinion. Yeah. We in, in life in general, we, we kind of just take back what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just want people to say what other people mm. want to hear. So yeah. in our in our podcast web series, we just talk. And yeah. We don't care what anyone has to say. We're just yeah. gonna talk, right? Sugar, honey, iced tea. That's right. Um, people call me a jerk because I do things like that all the time. Well, usually they don't call me a jerk. They call me other things, but I won't say <laughs> that there. I mean, it's what it is. Um, so I wanted to bring up like all of these different things that you're doing, Kevin, because um, I think it's so important for millennials to showcase their talents in all these different ways, and not to necessarily wait for an opportunity. It seems like you've created so many opportunities. Like you know, you went to um, you've at least taken some classes acting because I follow you on Instagram, and you know, so I've seen you you know per- um, perfecting your craft as an actor, and you're creating all these different venues for your creative expression like what motivated you like why did you just decide to create your own talk show web series your own stage play and your own um, film series I discovered who I was myself because I went through I went through a lot mentally I can't even say because my life looks really good on paper and on Instagram and on Instagram you know social media is fake no well now it's it's, it's pretty fun but (laughs) (laughs) it is after you graduate you're lost man and we don't tend to address that with loss I was lost I didn't know what I was doing I was working for -for non-for-profits and just doing whatever and I I realized like what the question was what am I put on this earth for I read a book called Nickel and Dime by mm. Barbara. Oh, I can't remember her last oh, name. I read that book. Right? Yeah. It's a good book. So she, her, the, sure. the purpose was like she traveled around just to make to see if she could live off poverty yeah. or minimum wage, right? She, she, she lost. She took mm. a L. Reading is but fundamental. <laughs> the, the fact is I kind of found out who I was and I found out that, you know, we're all, I found out we're all geniuses. Jay-Z said it on the interview and I was like, you know what? We are. We just have to tap into what we're put on this earth for. That's really the question that we should ask ourselves. And then I realized that I love expressing myself and I don't do it every day I do what what is the robotic version of me 
So I said to myself, how can I express myself? And when I first discovered acting, I sat in a class, um, of my brother's class, shout out to Steve, and I, I sat there and just hearing those people express themselves, acting comes from a real place. It's not fake. What's fake is the, the life we live day to day. That's the, that's the pretend. When we're acting, it's real. And that expression is real. When you watch the black bag and you're going to see the ending, that took me 10 minutes to get out of that character. Because mm. you have to find a real place. Every scene, every moment, it has to come from somewhere that actually happened to you. So I love that. I love being able to do it. And then people look at you and say, wow, great scene. Mm. And I'm like, huh, that wasn't a scene. That was real. So wow. thank you. But they don't know that. They just like, like it and they clap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How is that real? <laughs> it's, it's, real. A, it's a real response he's saying. Oh. It's a real response. Yeah, it's a real response. Okay, it's real. Okay. It's real tears. Right, it's real right, emotion. Right, it's right, coming right. from a real place. Yeah, and you get to sh- you get to shout it out. I always hear actors talk about like the cry and like how difficult it is to. Because I just thought people were, like you know just hit the waterworks, but like they you really like you have like they really like channel back into like sad or upsetting times in their lives to really get that emotion going, and it can be very draining. I have so much more respect for actors, especially with working on Sucker for Love. Which is your own. Go ahead, shameless plug. What is Sucker for Love? I wasn't going to shamelessly plug it. I was going to say that and keep it moving. But, like, I have so much more respect for actors after seeing that. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Which is the web series based on your second book. (laughs) You see how I tried not to plug it? (laughs) Plug, plug. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap it up. But before we do, Kevin, um, it seems like, you know, you're already doing a lot, right? And you have a lot going on and you're expressing yourself. And I'm so glad you found yourself and you found us and you came up here. Right. Um, but I'm sure that you dream to do a lot more. And yes. the segment's called Dreamers and Doers. So what is it that you're dreaming to do in the next few years? I'm dreaming. I don't want to say to get discovered, but I'm just dreaming for people to listen to me. I'm dreaming to just have more work put out there. I want to direct my own films. I want to put all my own films together. I want to put my ideas out there, sort of like a Tyler Perry. But I just want to like, I want the people to see that living your life in a pretend way is not how we should live. We need to find out what makes us happy. We need to do it. Don't think about the money. Be like a child. When a child's playing, they don't care about what's around them. They lock in. Nothing else exists, and they just do it. So my dream is to... um, just express myself and let people listen to my voice and hopefully I motivate people because when you really start to hear my story I could go on about where I was I was basically like in a state of depression and I could talk and I want to talk about it and I want to put it out there and show people that you can do this you can talk about it overcome it and live freely from there and shout out to my family and my shorty at home fiance she's probably going through it with me right now oh wow wow (laughs) right, Kevin thank you so much for just sharing that with us and you know I just want to leave everyone with a few words to say that um, you know just like Kevin who's talked about his own trials and struggles but overcoming it it does start with you know really taking an introspective look into yourself right figuring out why do why am I here what is my purpose in life what are are some of the God-given talents that I have that I could uh, sort of use to attribute and make the world better. And I think that when you can come to that place and, and, and it comes to a place where, you know, you're truly accepting of yourself and then you use your talents to try to help and better the world, things do start to, to, to fall into place and things do get better. I mean, what you're talking about just sounds like the symptoms of an average recent grad, an average millennial, someone who's like between their mid to young 20s. I mean, I talk to my friends who are 25 all the time and I'm like, no, it's going to get better. I felt like that too but um and it's it's also very positive and inspirational and we do thank you for coming up here um kevin and sharing that and i'm looking forward to the other films because i like crying so i i want to cry i like cry (laughs) 
the, I uh, like the emotion part. I have another part. one that's going to make you like. I can't oh. wait. I can't wait, guys. All right. So on that note, we do have to say goodbye. But don't fret too much. You can always check out our podcast on iTunes. You can subscribe on scatterradio.com. And you can check us out on Stitcher. So we'll be back next week right here. Let your voice be heard. Yeah. All emotional, man. I don't like that. back of homes. We smell the musk the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes too, like attack of the clones. What till we break a bag and you hear the crack of the bone again?